This is Magic Drive Time, your daily dose of Orlando Magic basketball. Attacking the middle. Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts since 1981. Rising again. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) the human torch. Now here's your host, Dante Marcatelli. Great to have you with us on another edition of Magic Drive Time presented by International Diamond Center, the Magic back in action tonight on this Wednesday evening. They officially close out their four-game homestand. They will again host the Cleveland Cavaliers. That is 6.30 right here on uh, on 96.9, the Magic Radio Network. So as soon as we finish Magic Drive Time here, we'll give way to Jake Chapman in Magic tonight. And then we'll get you the Magic and the Cavs. We get started at 6.30 over on Fox Sports Florida as well. The Orlando Magic snapping their two-game losing streak on Monday, beating these Cavs by a final of 103-83. to A terrific job in the second half as they held the Cleveland Cavaliers to just, what, 34 points the entire half. Magic had 38 points in the third quarter alone, so that would have been enough to win the basketball game had they not even scored in the fourth. But uh, terrific performance. Great to get back in the win column. Your Magic come in tonight now. The top team in the Southeast Division at 5-2, and two, right behind them are the Atlanta Hawks at 4-3. and three. They have the second-best record in the Eastern Conference. It's the Philadelphia 76ers, who we've seen already. They're 6-1, and one, and they'll play the Washington Wizards tonight, so they'll go to 7-1. and one. Uh, but then you have the Orlando Magic. They're one of two teams that are five and two in the East. It's the Magic and the Pacers. Uh, so battling for that second spot. And, you know, you look at Philadelphia's record here early. They've beaten the Wizards. They've beaten the Knicks. They beat the Cavs. When they, oh, they lost to the Cavs. That's their lone loss when they rested Joel Embiid. Then the Raptors, who only have one win on the year, they took it to the Magic a couple of nights ago. They've beaten the Hornets twice, and they'll get the Wizards again tonight. So for them, they're trying to rack up these wins because then they come into Brooklyn, Denver, Miami a couple of times and Atlanta. And Jake, I think it's the same thing for this Magic team. You started the season 4-0. You're all winnable games. All you know, Three of those games you're supposed to win. Two against Washington and one with OKC. You took one against Miami on opening night. There's no shame in losing to Philly. They get the best record in the NBA. I think the only one you, you, you gives you pause is that loss to OKC a couple of nights ago. If you shoot it any better than 37%, you win that basketball game. But you bounce back against Cleveland, and I would argue – if you get this win tonight, uh, you've done more than handle your business here. The, 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 you know, the first what eight games of the season. Yeah. Is it time to, to start rethinking those power rankings? Should we be looking I'm around looking. the league? <laughs> I love a fan of them again. Now, all Checking of a back in on the power rankings. Um, Philadelphia looks to me to be a really good team, regardless of the competition so far. But I think there's, there's a little bit of both. Cause we know if you look and, and magic players and coaches won't, but you and I are allowed to, when you look ahead at the schedule, oh uh, it, it's going to toughen up here uh, pretty quickly with that trip of uh, you got Boston, you got Brooklyn, you got Milwaukee coming in. Uh, so look at that. So, that. so this is what – because you're exactly right. But this, this is what lies ahead. Yeah. Is Dallas – sorry, you start – you got the game tonight. Then you go to Houston, Dallas, Milwaukee, Boston twice, and Brooklyn. That Milwaukee game is home. But those are your opponents uh, in your next one, two, three, four, five, six games. So – that, it, it, critical to get off to the start that you did. Absolutely. Um, so, and, and look, and, and we've talked about the the health thing. I mean, the, the game against Oklahoma City, you, you don't want to make excuses. You lost that game, and, and you did uh, justifiably so. Okay, so you played well. But with that said, the idea that you're 5-2 and two right now, you're getting James Ennis back tonight. You're getting Evan Fournier back soon. You're getting Chumokuki, uh, Chumokuki, 
Chuma Okiki back at some point. Okiki Okuki, whatever you want to call it. Regardless, maybe I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> and then, and then uh, you know, eventually you're going to get MCW back. That was kind of a blow uh, with that foot injury. But you're able to sustain, you know, three games above 500, a winning record, playing really good basketball, kind of bringing everything together as, you, as you're dealing with these injuries. And we know, you know, nobody's going to be healthy all season long. But the idea that you're kind of – hanging in there right now while, while guys are banged up and you should be able to get closer to your full complement sooner than later. Um, all good things, certainly. But again, like this is a game tonight with Cleveland. They're banged up as well, missing Darius Garland. Um, you you got to stack some of these wins when you have the opportunity to. Well, and that's it. That's a, that's a great point. Taking advantage of it because you did that against Washington, right? They, they sat Russell Westbrook one of those games. You won. Uh, you didn't let those games get away, and I think that's very important. Yep. Uh, you have Al Horford and George Hill sit one night, and you're able to get that game. Philly just came at you. They did not want to lose that game. <laughs> they wanted to set a tone, but you took advantage of it. You didn't have Darius Garland last game. You took advantage of it. Uh, you didn't have Isaac Okoro last game. Looks like that'll change. In, in fact, let's do this now to kind of give the update that we have. Uh, at the moment, our injury update is brought to you by Advent Health, official team physicians of the Orlando Magic. So, yeah, you're going to get James Ennis back. He is off the injured list. He's available for head coach Steve Clifford. We assume he will play here tonight uh, for the Orlando Magic. Also, Evan Fournier could play tonight. We don't know. He, he's questionable. He may try to give it a go, so we'll find out. That'll be a game-time decision. Michael Carter-Williams, though, we find out he is out with a left foot injury. He heard it uh, on Monday night against Cleveland, and, of course, you don't have Chuma Okiki, Al Farouk Aminu, or Jonathan Isaac. Those guys will not play. And you mentioned it. Wow, the Cavs are decimated. Yeah. That's, a, that's a very good lineup that's out injured. If you look at Matthew right. Dellavedova still battling the concussion, Dante Exum, that was, a, that was a shame to see him go down. He's just been injury-riddled his entire career. And it looked much worse. All by himself, yeah. I, I feared the worst for him. It's a right calf strain, so he'll be out a month or two. No Darius Garland again tonight. So you catch a little bit of a break if you're the Orlando Magic. No Kevin Love, no Kevin Porter Jr., no Dylan Windler. There's a lot of offense, a lot of firepower out of this Cleveland lineup here tonight. Uh, Isaac Okoro is not on the injury list. We assume he'll be back in that starting lineup. He's played two games. Uh, the talented rookie, fifth overall pick, they like him. Uh, but, yeah, injuries have been a big part of it, and we'll take a look at the, at the lineups in the next segment as well. But your good news, you get Ennis back. Might have uh, Evan. We'll find out game time, but you lose Michael Carter Williams. Yeah, it's not. It's obviously not uh, ideal. Um, all things considered, you, you want to get back to to, to a full complement of guys, but you know it, it's going to be that way all season. And as far and one of the things I love, Dante, I was looking at the minutes played, and, and Cliff keeps telling us like we have a plan for these guys not to overextend them and to keep our rotation. Um, you know. Uh, the, extended keep a a bigger rotation than we normally um would play with and that's where we we talk about the depth of this team there are let's see the knicks have we know tom thibodeau the way he plays his guys two of the top three players in the league in terms of minutes per night are new york knicks the magic don't have a player on the top 60 uh of the minutes per game um list and i think it's vooch is the highest he's like number 63 in the league right now so this is a plan that the magic have um, to make sure they're not overextending these guys when you got games coming every other, you know, every other night, you got a back-to-back set coming up this weekend in Texas, being able to keep these guys somewhat fresh. And then when you have these games, 
where you can go into the third quarter, uh, fourth quarter with like a 20 point lead or something like that. Yes. Empty the bench. Let's see. Um, yeah. Let's see the end of the bench and make sure you're keeping these guys fresh. That's got to be the plan of attack all season long. And they've done a great job so far of being able to sort of toe that line where you're picking up wins. You're playing, you know, you're winning the games you're supposed to win, but you're not overextending guys like Vooch. We know we've talked plenty about the minutes as far as Aaron Gordon goes, uh, Markel Fultz, you know, your, your core pieces, you got to keep them fresh. And that can be really difficult when you're a guy like yeah, Steve sure. Clifford. You know, you get in the middle of the game and you, you want your guys out there as much as possible. But they've done a really good job of that so far. And, you know, and they've taken the approach. I think that's an interesting point because you're seeing a lot of guys rest. You're seeing the superstars in this league rest. Philadelphia's lone loss, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, is when, when Joel Embiid didn't play. Uh, Russell Westbrook, we're the beneficiary of him not playing. Horford, George Hill. So we've seen it. Uh, with the Orlando Magic games, but you're seeing a lot of guys rest. Kawhi has sat, Paul George yep. has sat. Uh, but I, I love Steve Clifford kind of answered that a couple of days ago. And he, we don't have those kind of guys. <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have the upper echelon superstar tiered players. We have to have all of our guys play every night. So the approach he's taken is one you just pointed out. Let's not play them heavy minutes. Let's play them every night but let's lower the minutes. Let's have them available, but let's find a way to use our bench and to use our depth and try to get through it that way. Uh, this is the fourth highest scoring bench in the NBA, and, and that's with some guys going through some, some shooting struggles here as well. But I like that approach. I, I like that Cliff says, hey, yeah, okay, we could do that too. We could rest guys, give them the night off. Probably going to happen anyway. You know, Unfortunately, guys get hurt, but let's play them. Let's just not play them the full minutes. Exactly. And, and if you go back, you know, we know what missing Terrence Ross for a night yeah. means to this team. And even Evan, you know, I think Evan they've done the a good couple. Yeah, exactly. I think they've done a good job of, um, of, of sort of withstanding missing Evan Fournier, but man, it's going to be good when he does get back out there. Um, he's such an important part of what the starting group does. So you just got to, you know, keep it going, keep, keep rowing the boat and hope, you know, like a guy like Nick Vucevic, you can't, like he says, you can't afford to just say, okay, we, we don't have Vooch tonight. Like, yes, <laughs> put you in need, such a hole. You, you need, need, your, Nick you need your guy. on a night to night basis. So um, it's going to be a struggle all season long to be able to do that. Um, but I think they've done a great job so far. So we talked yesterday about Markel Fultz being a vocal leader. He said today that, uh, that he came out of the third quarter on a mission, the last game on Monday night, and he, and he kind of gave us some insight into what his message was to the team. And he said that he wasn't happy with his play. He had five turnovers there in the first half. He thought the team was kind of lackadaisical, standing around on offense, him included. Uh, but him being the point guard and having the ability to assert himself uh, when necessary, he did that. He certainly did that. He went through an incredible stretch there in the third quarter. The, the last eight minutes of the game, they pretty much put it away. But I like that approach, and, and he, he said the next step in the evolution of his game is to be a vocal leader out there on the floor. He, he can lead with this play, but the next evolution, and you're going to see it from time to time. And he said, listen, I'm fine with the fact people aren't always going to agree with me, and we're going to clash at times, but he wants to lead this team. And I, I think if I'm a Magic fan and if I'm a Markel Fultz fan, and, and I'm both, uh, I, th I think I'm pretty excited about his approach and his mentality as far as it comes to his vocal leadership. Yeah, and I've always thought, you know, leadership comes in different sort of forms. But on a, on a good team, it's usually one of your best players. And it's yeah. usually one of the players who's got the ball in his hands quite a bit. And, and it's usually vocal, right? I mean, it's, yeah, great lead by your play and incredible value. Not everybody's comfortable being the vocal guy. But I do think it helps to have the vocal guy. No, exactly. I think you need that balance. Like, you know, 
take Vooch, for instance. You, you, nobody's going to tell Vooch that he needs to change his personality just because he's, right. you know, he's, he's scoring more points than anybody else on the, on the team. Um, but you, got to, you, you want to have that balance. You want to have somebody who will do that. Um, so, have, so you look at those two guys. I, I think they're tied both leading the team in usage right now. I mean, it's either Vooch or Markel or both yep. of them, typically as the engines running the offense. You need somebody else uh, to step up and, and to get in guys' faces. Now, does that mean tonight, you know, if Vooch misses three shots in a row, then Markel needs to, to point a finger in his face? No, not that. No, no, um, right, but you right. got to have that balance. you got to have somebody um, who, who is able to do that. And a lot of times it's got to be one of your best players. You can't have the guy on the end of the bench who's making the veterans minimum be the guy who's, who's lighting right, guys exactly. up as they, as they walk off the floor. So, <laughs> right. um, and it can't be the head coach either. The head coach has his role, but you got to have a guy who's out there in the, in the midst of battle, um, so to speak, as, as I think, as that voice. And it's great to see Markel sort of growing into it. He's feeling more comfortable now, obviously, with the idea that this is his team um, or is becoming his team or is partially his team. And I think that'll just grow uh, as he continues playing with these guys and as he continues playing well. Like, that's a big part of it as well. His confidence needs to be up, and he needs to earn the trust of his teammates. And he's getting there very, very quickly, and it's fun to watch. Yeah, these guys don't – they don't do that a ton. They don't – Guys get upset and they get frustrated, but the, but the guys that have been here the longest aren't in each other's faces and aren't screamers and aren't yeah they they they're more workmanlike. They understand what has to be done. Mark, I, I don't know that they start the third quarter if Markel doesn't do that. I, right. I I just I point all that out to say what his future could be and everything that you just laid out. But but I, I don't I, I think it's different because I he point this is what everybody was thinking in his words. I only said what everybody was thinking, but mm. I was the one to, you know, I, I was the one to be vocal about it. Um, he goes, at times, it's not going to be what everybody thinks, and it's not going to be what people agree with, but I'm going to say it how I see it. So I think that's, I think that's important, and I, and I just think that what, a, what another great, refreshing sign in the growth and development of Markel Fultz, your point guard, your extension of your coach out there on the floor. When we come back, I want to discuss uh, Kim Birch and his brutal screen setting. We're going to get into that because that was a specialty of Jake Chapman's at Chardon High as well back in Ohio. We'll get into that. We'll give you our matchup uh, for this one as well. And we want to let you know that the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles reminds you that texting and driving is against the law, and it could have deadly consequences. Remember, put it down and focus on driving, especially all of you in the car right now listening to Magic Drive Time. We want you to be safe. And we want you to be here listening when we come back on 96.9 The Game here in a moment. This is Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic. It's time to get ready for tonight's game with Magic Drive Time. And welcome back, everyone, to Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. Dante Marcatelli, Jake Chapman here with you. The new Magic City Edition jersey is a modern blend of our region's root and orange and the team's classic look. The pinstripes and stars that have always been symbols of the Magic are incorporated in this bold design. Pre-order your City Edition jersey today through the Magic app or at orlandomagicshop.com. Welcome back to Magic Drive Time. Jake, I mentioned it before the break. I was doing some digging, and listen, I'm nowhere near the the – the, the digging expert that David Steele is for Is This Anything. But, you know, you do it, I do it. You try to find a little gem here and there. And it was interesting. We always talk about the bone-rattling, bone-jarring screens that Kem Burch sets while he's out there. He played 22 minutes the other night. 
uh, had 12 points, a career-high 12 rebounds. But he is fourth in the NBA in screen assists per game. And I know you love the old screen assists. Oh, yeah. Uh, I told you yesterday I would look it up, and, and there it is. So we get hockey assists from Markel. We get screen assists for Kem Birch. Five screen assists per game, which accounts for 11.4 points per game. Both of those are fourth best in the NBA. He plays 18 minutes a night. Yeah. Everyone above him plays at least 28 minutes a night. The leader plays 38 minutes a night, and he is right there. The leader, by the way, seven screen assists per night. He's at 5.1. So I, he understands for me to be on the floor, I have to do a lot of things well. I have to defend. I have to rebound. I have to contest shots. I have to get guys open. And you heard Markel Fultz say earlier today, jokingly, we've almost fought a few times in practice because of the screens that he set on me. Do you not love, as a guy that was clotheslining and screening people at Chardon High for the Hilltoppers in Ohio, a guy that goes out there and is fine leveling people, whether it's his own teammates in practice or the opposition during a game, because he knows somebody's going to come up wide open for a shot on the other side. Well, first and foremost, I love that you pulled Chardon Hilltoppers. I don't know how you okay. remembered that, um, but, but, but I love it. I couldn't it. remember if it was that or the Chanticleers. Uh, no, <laughs> Chanticleers <laughs> coastal, um, and 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 second, can, the birch tree. Can we get that off and running? I mean, the, absolutely. It, I think it, it it's very fitting, and we talked about this last year. And and those numbers, I think. By the way, like Terrence Ross is tied is tied directly to those screen assist numbers. Yes. Um, when you're when you're talking about how uh, how he's creating points for his teammates, but the other thing is, let's go back to the Markel sort of leadership thing. Kem's role as a physical screen setter is Kem's role pretty specifically. Um, Vooch sets great screens, but Vooch doesn't go out there hunting down contact. We know that's not necessarily the way Vooch plays. Right. Sure. You need to have, so, you know, you got to have a little edge. And, and I love guys who oftentimes they are um, backups who, who get on the floor and they say, I'm just ready to hit somebody. And yeah. you need that sort of physical element, especially when you're talking about um, with a second unit, like that value to the team is it goes even beyond the numbers and even beyond the 18 minutes a night because it's something it, it sort of fills out the, the profile of your team. It's something that you don't necessarily have with anybody else. So um, you want that and you need that, especially when you got a, a catch and shoot guy like Terrence, who you kind of built the second unit around. But then the other part of it is, it, you know, he's not just that. He is now adding uh, to the offensive part of his game. He is much more comfortable um, right. shooting those long twos. And, um, boy, if he's going to rebound like he did the other night, getting up in double digits, then the sky's the limit for Kem Birch. Oh, he's a safety valve for Cole Anthony, who's gotten in trouble yep. a couple of times and dumps it off to Kem. He, you know, he's, he, again, he's responsible for freeing up Terrence Ross, as you mentioned. So he accounts for 11.4 points per game off screens. He's scoring seven points per game himself. He alone is accounting for 17% of Orlando's offense. Mm. So there, there is value. There is tangible and intangible value to Kem Birch being on the floor. So one, to, you know, point that all out to, to, to show, you know, give the guy some credit. He's an underrated guy. He plays hard, but, but there are tangible results for what he's doing out there. And then the other reason I bring that up, Jake, is, you know, I, there's a lot of Mo Bamba fans out there. We're Mo Bamba fans here. We, we, want Mo, we know Mo Bamba is going to be a special player. And, and, you know, he's been hit with injuries, and it's been hard for him to get back into the lineup. And, and that was just a great step, him getting on the floor. But now you're behind a guy who, who has found a way 
to contribute. A guy that's a few years older than you, um, uh, maybe a little bit bigger physically, and he has found a way to earn minutes on the floor. And, and I say that just because not most time is going to come. He's going to have a chance to contribute. He's going to be a big part of this thing moving forward. But I think it, it, you know, it, it's going to force him to try and find out even more where do I, where do I fit on this floor? How do I help this team? And, and what's my way? What's my path to getting some minutes on this team? Yeah, and I think you know when he looks around the league and when he looks at even on his own team, there's there's a couple different types of guys that he sort of needs to be um, a mesh of. He needs to figure out a way to be. Mo Bamba himself, he doesn't have to be copying anybody else's game. But if you're on the floor in the NBA as a big, you do need to set screens, especially somebody who plays the way Mo does, um, where that pick and pop game is going to be such an important part of what he does offensively. So I think he's got a couple different guys he can look at and say, okay, I need to take a couple elements of, right. of what Booch right. does, of what Ken Birch does, and then I need to make it my own. And, I, and we know that'll come, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while. And, it's, and now he has a little bit of an opportunity in the Magic do too. They've got a little sort of cushion here to build Mo up um, because they don't, you know, it, it stinks to say, but right now they've got the center spot kind of squared away. Um, so Mo can do sort of the work on his own and hopefully he gets the practice time to be able to put it all together. Um, and then hopefully when he does get his opportunity, he's able to pounce. Yeah, and he will get it. He's figuring it out. He's becoming a student of the game and he'll make the most of his time. It's just, you know, in, in, maybe it's injuries. Who knows? You know, hopefully not, but there, there will be an opportunity for him to get out there. And I think it's good for him to notice all the things that you're saying. Yeah. And maybe he can pick and choose and, and kind of put it all together. Let's get you, and we know he will, certainly. He's a big part of this thing moving forward. Let's get you your matchup brought to you by Fairwinds. Visit fairwinds.org to get your official Orlando Magic credit or debit card for the Orlando Magic. It will be Markel Fultz, Evan Fournier. We don't know. Game time decision. Uh, if, if he is available to play, he will start. Uh, we know that it will be Dwayne Bacon, Aaron Gordon, and Nick Vucevic. If Evan cannot go, could it be someone like Gary Clark? Could it be James Ennis going back into that starting lineup? So we'll keep, kind of keep our eyes on that. James Ennis is back. And for the Cleveland Cavaliers, it'll be Colin Sexton. I would imagine Isaac Okoro, now that he's cleared, will be back in that starting lineup replacing Dante Exum who was holding the spot down for him. And then you get Damian Dotson, Larry Nance Jr., and Andre Drummond, who I have my eyes on now. Uh, Jake laid it out. We got right in his head. We frustrated Andre Drummond. I would imagine he'll be looking for a bounce-back game here this evening. That'll do it for us here on Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. We're back in a couple of minutes. Jake Chapman has Magic tonight, and then the Magic in the Cavs right here on 96.9 The Game.